morning, good morning, and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is good to be with you. We are now coming to day 152 in our three-year journey through the God's Word together, and this brings us to Psalms 25 and 26 uh, today, and we'll be in Proverbs 6 tomorrow, and then back to Leviticus after that. So it's great to have these little breaks in the Psalms. They're just completely different. Give us a chance to focus on uh, worship and prayer and to see Christ in a fresh way through the Psalms. So let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word. Every part of it breathed out by you. Every word of it profitable to us. So Father, we pray that you would speak to us through your spirit today and write your word upon our hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalm 25 of David. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him he will instruct in the way he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged, bringing me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins." Consider how many are my foes, and with what violent hatred they hate me. O guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. That is Psalm 25 in the ESV, and as always, we're using ESV.org from Crossway to do our on-screen text display. This is a wonderful psalm in that some psalms require a lot of translation and interpretation from an old covenant setting to a new covenant setting, or they deal with a lot of names and locations that are not familiar to us. This one is much more of a psalm that we can just read and pray from the heart straight to God. It's very direct. It's very clear. Uh, It's very uh, urgent in the request being made of God, uh, and it's it's very, very fitting and very appropriate. Uh, It reveals that in our distresses, 
the place we need to turn is to the Lord. Lift up our soul to the Lord. Now, soul in the Hebrew is really the the totality of your life. It's the whole of your life. So to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul is Psalm 25.1's way of saying, I am a living sacrifice. I am yours, O Lord. O my God, in you I trust. Lord, all caps, L-O-R-D, is Yahweh, the great I am, the unchanging, eternally self-sufficient one who always keeps his covenant promises. O my God, God is Elohim. It speaks of God's strength and power. So the one who never changes, the one who is always the same, the one who is self-sufficient and keeps all of his promises, is the strong and mighty one. And so we lift up our souls to him and we trust in him. We have enemies. You might not think on a daily basis that you have enemies, but you have enemies. The world, the flesh, the devil, always seeking to uproot and cast down and trip up and destroy God's children. And so they're the ones who are wantonly treacherous, right? If we wait on the Lord, we will not be put to shame. But this world is passing away, and all those who do the desires of this world are passing away. Satan is already defeated, and his eternal doom awaits him. Our flesh has been crucified with Christ, and it will be, it will be done with when this life is over. So our enemies, who are wantonly treacherous, Right? They're, they're very scheming and manipulating and trying to ensnare us and, and destroy us. They're going to be destroyed. But if we trust in the Lord, we will not be put to shame because he will rescue us. And so the prayer is, make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. We want to walk in the way that is right. We want to stay away from our enemies. We want to keep our eyes on the Lord, keep our eyes focused on the Lord. He's the God of our salvation. He's the one we wait for all the day. And how do we want God to regard us? We want God to regard us according to his mercy and his steadfast love, according to who God is toward us. In mercy, he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve, but he's kind in steadfast love. He is gracious and good to us. That's why we need God to deal with us is on the basis of who he is and how he is regarding us, not according to the sins of our youth or our transgression, because what we bring to God sin, unfaithfulness, weakness, waywardness, what God brings to us, steadfast love, mercy, uh, goodness. And so we need God. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. God doesn't owe us anything because he's righteous and holy and he's made us in his image. And we have already on our conscience uh, a law of God to say what is right But God is good and upright, and so he instructs us. He's patient with us. He leads us when we are humble, when we realize, I don't have the answers. I don't know the way. He leads us in what is right. He teaches us his way. And all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. That doesn't mean that only when you're perfectly obedient to every command of God is he steadfast in his love and faithfulness to you. No, it's as to keep his covenant is to trust in Jesus. That's ultimately the, the fulfillment. Jesus is the sum and substance of the covenant of grace. And so if we trust in Jesus, if we believe in his gospel promises, if we are lifting up our soul to the Lord, if we are trusting in our God, then he is, he is steadfast in his love and his faithfulness to us. And he pardons our guilt, even though it is great, because we fear the Lord. We know that we've offended him. We know that we need 
forgiveness. And so he's good to us. He's good to us. Our soul abides in well-being. Uh, we, we have the friendship of the Lord. He makes known his covenant to us. That's, that's how these verses apply to us. But there's another level in which we're seeing Christ in these verses as well. Because verse 12 asks the question, who is the man who fears the Lord? And maybe we should stop there and we should say, wait a minute. I don't fear the Lord as I should, as I know I should. I don't walk in his ways as I know I should. But Jesus was the man who perfectly feared the Lord. Jesus was the man who always walked in his ways. As God the Father led him by the Spirit, Jesus was perfectly obedient. And so he has earned salvation from the God of his salvation. He has earned the well done, good and faithful servant from his father as he pleased his father in everything. And so we are his offspring and we inherit the land. We are his friends because he has fulfilled the covenant promises and befriended us. The Lord has rescued Jesus from death. Verse 15 is in, in part talking about that. God the Father rescued his son Jesus Christ from the net of the snare of death. And he rescues all those who trust in Jesus. Our hope is that we belong to Jesus. And so we say, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I'm lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sin. We need God to be gracious to us, to comfort us in our loneliness and our affliction, to forgive us in our sin, and to deliver us from our enemies. Guard us, deliver us. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. And then there's a great closing prayer, which is rooted in the promises of God. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. And this last verse, verse 22, uh, there's other verses in the Psalms, like the last verse of Psalm 130, that tell us God will do this. God has done this. He will, he has, he is redeeming us out of all our troubles. Amen. What a great prayer. Psalm 26 is also of David. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind, for your steadfast love is before my eyes and I walk in your faithfulness. I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Do not sweep my soul away with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men in whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground in the great assembly. I will bless the Lord. Now, Psalm 26 is more difficult for us to just straightforward pray because it is much more in, in true essence, a prayer of Christ. So Christ, David was relatively righteous and with integrity in, in his 
dealings with others, but but ultimately by the Holy Spirit, he's being led to speak words that are true, really only of Christ. We see this other places like Psalm 22, which we looked at already, where he talks about his hands and feet being pierced and them casting lots for his clothing. There are some times when David, so filled with the Holy Spirit, is lifted up beyond himself and he expresses things that are ultimately true only of his greater son, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Lord Jesus has always walked in integrity and he's always trusted in the Lord without wavering. And he was tested and tried by the Lord and found to be flawless. He always kept the steadfast love of his father before his eyes, and he always walked in the faithfulness of the Lord. He was innocent. And so this is ultimately a prayer of Christ, and it shows us the character of Christ. And Jesus loves his church. Verse 8, O Lord, I love the habitation of your house, and the place where your glory dwells. Jesus loves his church. And so he wants his church to be his forever. He doesn't want his people swept away. He doesn't want to be swept away. He wants to be in the assembly, in the great assembly, verse 12, to bless the Lord in the midst of his brothers. This uh, language is, echoes, is echoed in uh, Hebrews chapter 2, where, where Jesus proclaims his name in the assembly of his brothers. So we see in Psalm 25, a prayer that we can pray from our hearts, which does in part reveal Christ to us. But then in Psalm 26, we see a psalm that even more clearly reveals to us Christ. And together, both of these remind us that our access to the Father, our acceptance by the Father, our love from the Father, our salvation from sin and death and all of our enemies, our eternal life and our blessing come from knowing Christ and being in Christ, who is our righteousness and our peace, and that Christ loves us, and that is our hope and the anchor of our souls. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us and fulfilling all righteousness for us, for walking in the integrity of faithfulness flawlessly for us. Thank you for laying down your life for us. Thank you for bringing us salvation and deliverance from our enemies. Lead us to walk in victory today, in the victory that you have secured for us, we pray. O Lord, amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow, day 153, will bring us to Psalm 6. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.